Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How are Good. you? Not, not bad. No complaints. Another busy day of work. Yep. Same here. I just got home from work a couple minutes ago. Nice to uh nice to shift gears and do something a little bit um recreational and and then uh do another podcast. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I wanted to uh I guess I'll just start it up. We um we were kind of talking about this a minute ago, but uh had a couple things happen this week where it really drove home for me, the importance of jujitsu. Um, so I've had, so the, the, the first thing that happened, I talked to a new potential client for, uh, my business and her husband is out of town on deployment. She's a mom of three kids and she was talking about how she wanted to start training jujitsu and she's starting to train jujitsu because she feels vulnerable and wants to learn how to defend herself and her family. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And yeah, then for sure. Uh had another situation just present uh, a couple days ago in which a friend of ours uh he's a uh gay guy, great guy. My wife has known him for a long time was a victim of some really is domestic violence. So he was, his partner kind of beat him up and, um, it was a really sad story. I'll save the, I'll save the, the whole story. There's no need to go into it, but the, the, the gentleman has a broken orbital bone and, uh, he's got to have surgery and broken nose and, um, just all, all beat up. And I go on these tangents a lot about like, everybody should know how to fight. So we were talking about this earlier, like everybody needs to learn how to fight and defend themselves um, because you never know when something like that's going to land on in your face or yep. on your doorstep. And uh, it's an unfortunate part of the world that we live in. You never hope that something like that happens, but um, it really solidified uh, the need for jujitsu. And I started thinking about our podcast and you know we go and we talk about all these things we've been training for so many years now we're benefiting from it's just a part of our life and we're benefiting in all these other ways but a a majority a large majority of people that come to jujitsu um at one point or another feel vulnerable and want to learn how to defend themselves um so I thought that would be a good thing to talk about here and talk about coming to jiu-jitsu for the self-defense aspect of things and um and kind of get into that because I think it's a 
it it's a very real part of the practicality of the martial art that we do and it is ultimately we we draw all these other benefits like i was saying from it but the long and short of it is this is a fighting martial art and uh the practicality is that uh we are training t- so that whenever a fight lands lands on in our face or uh on our doorstep that that we don't actually have to fight we've we've already trained for it yeah so jujitsu works in the streets it does work in the streets (laughs) absolutely that's why it's the practical martial art for self-defense you know anybody that grapples knows that but yeah i mean that's a it's a great point people join jujitsu for different reasons and i'm that's that's probably one of the top ones, you know? Yeah. And you get these uh it's tough because in jujitsu there's there's these well, I would say in all martial arts, there's there's these programs out there that say, Hey, learn self defense, right? You've seen these things and some of them are McDojo stuff, you know, where it's just not gonna work or it's just fake, fake stuff, you know. But the reality is, is just training jujitsu um, at any reputable school, you know, over time, that's going to give you so many, so many things you can do in a self-defense situation, you know, and I'm not even talking about just the uh, learned self-defense movements. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. And I'm not saying that your own you just you can go to a full a full sport jujitsu school that never teaches or dives deeply into maybe some of the more traditional self-defense aspects and you still have a well-rounded aspect of self-defense for yourself because the self-defense comes with the the knowing of your body and the knowing of positions and the familiarity of being uncomfortable and in close contact, right? Yeah. Um, the creating distance or in sometimes reducing the distance between someone that's attacking you, you know? Yeah. So just the essence of self-defense, I mean, self-defense really, you, you try to just not get into a situation, but sometimes that's not going to happen. And, and when something is surprised on you, um, that's that's when you need it the most. So one of the things I always think about jujitsu and self-defense especially is that if you're, I think this goes back and I feel this sometimes too, you're so familiar after doing it for years. It's the familiarity of being in those kind of high stress situations, you know? And when people talk about self-defense, we all think about these other, you know, everyone probably has a different idea of what self-defense and jujitsu means, you know, because there's some programs that focus more in quotes on self-defense where like our school that traditionally is more of a sport jujitsu, I would say, you know, people compare, but everything we, they teach self-defense there too, but it doesn't have to be where you're just learning these self-defense tactics, right? Yeah. Because when you're in those types of classes or environments where you're actually practicing striking and stuff and doing some self-defense traditional stuff, you can only, you really can only drill it, you know, it, it's the live sparring with your partner over years of time is what makes you, um, formidable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. That's what it is. Um, I didn't join jujitsu to, for the self-defense aspect um, although I've benefited greatly from that, both mentally and just in confidence, you know, um, think about it. If you're, and I know you, you've gone through these thought processes or these kind of mind games where you're thinking in a situation, what would I do? You know, you're at a convenience store. Or I, I've thought about these things or wherever it might be, you know, there's assholes out there. Yep. You have to be ready for it. You know, if someone's threatening someone else's life or something, you have to be you know, don't be surprised by that. And I think if you think about these things and you also have the training, then you're much more confident in those situations. You yeah. know, whether you're a guy, a girl, whatever, it doesn't matter because you're familiar with those high stress um, confrontations. So to me, it's a lot of it is that um, it's kind of a, 
because self-defense isn't something you put on social media, you know, it's not something that you, and in terms of, Hey, I just had to defend my life last night. You know, I mean, yeah, you might see these great stories and that's, but for the most part, when someone gets, someone gets assaulted, they're not posting that online. You Mm -hmm. know, this isn't something they want to be, you never want to have to get into that situation. So the sexy side of jujitsu is the sport side. Obviously it's the side we all want. None of us want to have to be in those situations, but, um, what comes with training for a long time on the mats is your self-defense technique, you know, and you're going to become familiar in those. So that's why you can't just take a few classes here and there. I mean, it's, I have daughters, uh, honestly, um, I've showed them some things, you know, and it's like, it doesn't really sink in unless you have that repetitive, right. Long-term exposure. So I think that's where, you know, you want to learn self-defense, learn jujitsu and just start yes. training jujitsu. Yeah. It has to be second nature. Um, you can't, you, like you were saying, you, there, there are those self-defense courses and, you know, you go for a weekend or a day, a day here or there. Um, and somebody attacks you from the back and somebody does like, you know, a front choke where they grab you with both hands in the front with straight arms. And it's like that. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, some of those things just flat out never happen. Right. And second of all, if you're drilling those self-defense techniques, um, doing them once every couple of days, it's not going to work. Like you were saying, it has to be ingrained so much that it's second nature to you. And that only comes with, uh, training jujitsu regularly. Yeah. And being able to uh, not only control your body, but control somebody else's and understand their weight distribution, when to close the distance, when huge to open the part. distance. Yep. Huge. You know, um, you know, whether to, and even going into the more advanced stuff, when, uh, when is a good time? Is this person starting to, um, is this person getting crazy on the bottom and starting to stand back up? How mm-hmm. can I, control them more what position do i move to to get better control of them Um, yeah and that's that's all part of the self-defense situations that are a benefit of training jujitsu and and being on the mats all the time yeah you You feel confident i'm sure in those situations right i mean yeah there's always concern that someone's there's a crazy person out there or they have a weapon or something but i'll tell you what i mean I used to think I knew some stuff and could defend myself, but it's nothing. It pales in comparison to now after eight years of training, it's nothing. Now I actually have confidence. Does that make sense? I mean, it's like, I mean, when you're training all week, you know, several times a week for years and years, you you're confident wrestling with someone, you know, I mean, um, the thing is too, is what we forget being in, in the sport for so long. And even if you're, even if you are in for a year, six months, if you're training hard for six months or a year, you're going to have better, better body awareness than someone that doesn't train at all. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, especially after years, like we have been training eight, nine, 10 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, literally the, you, we, we forget because we're competing against these same type of people mm-hmm. all the time. Right. I mean, when you're in the gym and you're training jujitsu, we, you sometimes forget if you've been doing it for years, these other people have also been doing it for years. That's why competition becomes so much harder because then you start competing against people, your same age, your same weight, your same skill. Yeah. It's harder, you know, versus, and this is no knock, but we all do it versus training with maybe a lower belt. That's not as good as you. That's just the, you know, when you have people, your size, your skill, but even so, when you're in the gym and you're training with no matter what your belt, you got a couple blue belts, even a white belt, brown, you're training with everybody. All yeah. those people have been on the mat. They all are aware of body, body positioning. It's to some extent, some much more than others. You know, what I'm saying is we'd all be, I don't know if I think we might be surprised. Maybe we would, maybe we wouldn't, but we would definitely be more comfortable in those situations. You know? Yeah a surprise attack or something happens, you're much more calm. But even if it gets physical, 
Yeah. The, you know, people have this big head about how, you know, unless the person is trained some martial arts or MMA or something, or can fight there. Most, most people, it's just bravado, you know, yeah. or, or they're just stupid, you know, and they don't know they, you, you can see, look up, look at any video online. These people don't know how to fight, you know, typically yeah. they're just flailing all over the place. And yeah. if you know jujitsu at all, or have you ever seen the videos where there's been a couple recently of a couple cops, positive ones that these guys knew jujitsu and they knew how to handle these guys and they complete spazzes flying around on the ground. And these people just handle their shit. It's yeah. really impressive. I've seen a couple of them lately online, but that's the difference. That is the difference. I mean, and those cops could have been just blue, a blue belt, you know, yeah. I mean, somebody that's been training for a little bit and knows how to manhandle someone. And that's, yeah. that's where we go to the whole, you know, the whole police policing situation with, we talked about how a, a little bit of training here and there doesn't work. You know, it, it, how much training do police cops get, you know, yeah. from what I'm hearing, it's very little every year on this type of thing. Imagine yeah. that, you know, but that is, and we all see it when we're in the sport and we do jujitsu, we're all like, Oh, of course they need to train that more. Yeah. They'd just be all around. It would, it's not only the physical part, it's the mental your mental yep. makeup changes to, and it's probably the, that's probably the most important part of it. Yeah. Being able to you've, stay calm. Yeah. You've, yep. you've been there so many times, you know, you got, and if anyone needs that, it's cops. Yes. 100%. That's a tough, the toughest job, you know, and it's, it's puts you under a high amount of stress and you'll, you'll know cops and see them that do train and they do approach their job differently much. And they attribute it to that. Yeah. So I've seen it before. Yeah. I, I started, uh, the very first gym that I started at was very, it was a Hoist Gracie school and it was very self-defense oriented. Um, and I don't know, it, it was valuable, but I, you know, there's only so many, you know, person comes up, grabs you from behind, you step around and, you know, do some kind of a trip. It's like, eh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> You it's, have to, you, you better hope that that exact scenario happens right. yeah. if you're training for that exact scenario. More than anything, you know, what I've found is being at a school where there's just a lot of training and rolling, um, you know, our school, they do self-defense, but it's like you were saying, it's, it's a little bit more sport oriented. Um, you know, somebody grabs you from behind cause they're going to pick you up and dump you. Um, you know, you know that you got to, you know, get your hands into their, into their hands and get, you know, get your hips out and turn mm -hmm. and face them, you know, and you have to, that, that same stuff applies there. I don't see, uh, I just don't see a, this is the, you hear this a lot online, the self-defense jujitsu versus sport jujitsu. And I just don't see a huge delineation there between this is self-defense and this is sport jujitsu. It's like, if, you know, I'm never going to pull guard if I get into a, a fight, you know, yeah. I, yeah. like we were talking about earlier, I'm never going to do that. I'm, yeah. I'm never going to barambolo somebody on concrete. Yeah. You know, and I don't even have to think about that. Right. It's just being able to know the situational awareness of, where I'm at, what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. That's the most important part. That's the most important part. Yeah. And I think the, maybe there's no debate, but the online stuff, some schools, maybe they just feel that's more at the heart of what they'd like to teach, you know, where it is, you know, we're going to go through some, some strikes and, or maybe some, some, you know, some real live scenarios and that can be useful too. For sure. Right? You know, for sure. I mean, I, I'm not saying that's not at all. What I'm saying is, is what's going to save you is your experience when you're on the ground yeah. wrestling and rolling with someone The reps. because that's where the, that's where the fight's going. Yeah. And it, and if you're chaining jujitsu, that's where you want it. I mean, you want to control this person. Um, and we're talking kind of just talking through these things, but you know, it could be, you know, if you're thinking, that the situation itself, there's so many of them, right? I mean, it could be a situation in where you just see a dispute and maybe you're getting in the middle of it and, and some person starts freaking out on you and then they start pushing you and then it escalates. And then you have to f 
decide what am I going to do here? Yeah. Are we going to take this person to the ground? Am I going to come around to the back and try to hold them from the back or what, you know, or you could be in a situation where you're, you know, maybe like your friend, you mentioned that he doesn't have any training and he's getting assaulted no matter, however, whatever that means, um, just getting punched and stuff and not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if you're, I, I'm not going to speak for a female, but obviously I have daughters. I wouldn't want to teach my daughters the, the basics of some, some bigger person is coming on top of you or, you know, yeah. gaining some kind of advantage over yours, pushed you down and getting you down or whatever it is trying to be too physical. You know, there's times when you can explode out of there and there's times when you might need to close the distance. Let's yeah. say you're, you're, you have someone in your guard, a closed guard or something. You're not, you don't want to just let them posture up and start beating down on you no matter yeah. who you are. You're going to have to close that distance. You're going to have to use, you know, use some skill and go chest to chest, hug, make sure they're not punching you. Yeah. You know, um, that's real hard to emulate in the gym over time, you know? So that's where I think I, I just said all those things, not ever having a official self-defense class. Okay. That's my point. When you're training jujitsu, you understand these things. You understand the movements of the body and, where you can be safe and where you aren't safe, yeah. you know, and that takes, obviously that can take years of, of time, but you got to do it. Yeah, for sure. In the case of my friend, you know, he was, or our friend, he was, you know, he, he was just kind of getting hit and he didn't know how to stop it. He didn't know what to do. Um, it was kind of just kind of weather the storm until this person stops. And yeah. it was, it was, it was really sad hearing all this. And then you see the, you see the effects of it mentally. And then obviously he's the physical part of it too. Um, you know, but in my head I was thinking, I was like, man, I have to teach this person how to like, like he needs to know how to fight. He needs to know how to defend himself. It, it was, it was almost like there was a sense of urgency inside me that was like, okay, you and I, I'm going to, do my best to make sure this never happens to you again. Right. And I, 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 I genuinely felt that. And I, Mm -hmm. I go on these tangents with Melissa. So I was, we were talking about this earlier too. You know, we've been talking about having a family and I go on these rants about how I, I want our kids to learn how to defend themselves. I want our kids to, and I don't, obviously I don't have, kids right now so and i obviously i i don't i don't think that parents should force their kids into things either um i just hope that with how long i've been training and how deeply involved in jujitsu that i am that whether or not my kids want to learn jujitsu that they will be around it so much that some of that We'll, yeah, some we'll, of it will rub off. We'll rub off on them. Some they will pick up enough things yeah. through their life that they will be more well equipped to go out into the world and not versus having not been exposed to martial arts and jujitsu at all. And that's really uh, it's it's so hard though because they're their own people. You know, I would love to sit here and say I could. My kids know jujitsu, but none of them do. Yeah, because they just don't. They're into other things. They just yeah. didn't grow up that way. I mean, um, they have their own likes and it's just so hard. This goes back to that. You know, like your friend, my daughters, you know, these people need more. They need the knowledge, but it's just so hard to do without being on the mats all the time Yeah, and, and being consistent. Um that's tough. You know, I, I have loved ones around me that I, I wish I could spend more time with and train more, but the reality is, is so, you know, you try to teach them this, this, some basic stuff, but in hope that it doesn't happen, you know, but that, that is, I think that's where, you know, gyms and all these, you know, some of these fake programs or programs that promise the world, they're just trying, I mean, for the most part, you, you would love to have something that could, translate 
quickly to someone, you know, that really needs it like your friend. Yeah. But the, but you know, especially if that person's never been in a confrontation, never done martial arts, never fought, never had a scrap in the schoolyard, never has seen any violence. It's a completely different world, you know, and to just to do a training here or there, even once, once a week, once a month or something, that's That's just not, it's not enough. It's just not, yeah, it'll give them some basic, but what we've, what I've been saying is it's that familiarity of suffering in a way (laughs) through, through positions or being calm in the moment. Yeah. You know, I mean, on the mats, a lot of times it is suffering. I mean, we've all been there. That's how you develop calmness under stressful situations you know you're getting smashed from side control and you know when you're first doing this you're panicking you're freaking out you don't know what to do you're breathing heavy but now you know i'm 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 different there you know and that's just because i've been there so many times you know it's like you get used to those types of situations so i think that that part of jujitsu translates very well um to self-defense but that is for the people that train you know I don't like the argument that you only do sport jujitsu, so you can't, it doesn't work in the streets. I don't like to me that, that is ridiculous. Yeah, that is absolutely ridiculous. If you've ever, those people just obviously have never. They're either haters or they've just never been in a fight or even understood what it means. I mean, if you've been training for years and you're worth a grain of of sand, like in the gym, you know. I mean, if yeah. you've just been going, you're going to have a one up on most people. And you're going yeah, to be able, you know, some untrained person will not be able to hold you down if you're a skilled blue belt. It's not yep. going to happen. Not going to happen. Yep. It's not. It's I, not going to happen. I, and I'd be interested in your opinions on this. I draw the same conclusion when you hear the, the gi versus the no gi people. The no gi yeah. people are saying, well, you're not wearing your pajamas on the streets, so it doesn't. It doesn't That's apply. It's the most ridiculous so thing. I know. I, and so I hear that one a lot too, where it's like, yeah. and I'm like, man, well, first of all, I live in Colorado and everyone's got a coat on. You've got a coat on. <laughs> so you are wearing your pajamas yeah. out on the streets. Yeah. And it goes back to the exact same thing that we were talking about. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're wearing long sleeves or short sleeves or whatever, you have no. a basic awareness of body position, control, um, a- awareness of positioning, how to position yourself, bot- like angles, um, closing the distance. It's it's all the same concepts yeah. that, that totally. it, it. I don't understand the rivalry of gi versus no gi, sport jujitsu versus. Yeah uh self-defense self-defense i i don't understand you mean if well if you've been training for five years and mostly in the gi if you get surprised out in the streets and you can't find a lapel you're gonna freak out and not know what to do that's basically what they're saying that's why it's the funniest argument ever like i'm just gonna draw a blank on all jujitsu it's over because my lapel game can't be played (laughs) out here on the pavement you know, it's just so dumb. And if all your game is all grabbing the gi anyway, you need to open up your, you know, open it up a little bit and do some other things. There's plenty of things you can do in the gi and no gi that you should be doing and yeah. that relate to self-defense. So that's that, that one never made sense to me either. But that's just, that's more of just the internet fodder. They People love to have that, those teams, you know. Yeah, it's People really that strange. don't train one, it's people that don't train one, they hate on the other sometimes, you know, but. Um, you know, it's tough to train both. You got to put a lot of time in They're different games, you know? So my whole thing is I just want to be a well-rounded grappler. So I try to work on both as much as I can. That's all I can do, you know? Yeah. Same. Predominantly always trained mostly in the gi, but I love to train no gi and it's just, there's only so many hours in the week for me, you know? So same boat. Try try to do what you can. I try to learn everything though. I, 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 I like, I admire like the highest level guys on both sides equally. So I think it's just, I love it both. So it's very entertaining to watch both, both sets for me. So I don't, I don't draw just, if anything, I always think, man, I wish I could train more Nogi. I wish I had my more time. So. Yeah, I was, um, I had a coach a number of years ago. And one of the things he was talking to me about was transitioning my grips from not being so reliant on lapels. And, and I actually 
when I was doing a lot of in-person therapy and I was doing more hands-on stuff, um, I was actually really concerned because that, that my jujitsu was going to hurt my hands. And, um, when you're doing a lot of manual therapy, uh, that's tough combo. It's a tough combo because manual therapy, when you start really getting into it, it is really hard on your hands. And so is training gi jujitsu. Yeah. Big time. And so I transitioned a lot of my game over towards, I, I do a lot of gi as well. Um, and I tra- transitioned a lot of my grips over to try and modify mm-hmm. that and almost play like a, a, a more of a no gi grips. Yeah. And Why try not? and you can sa- save my hands. Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, so there's all kinds of ways around it. Like, like, um, like you were saying of if I get on the street um, and I can't find a la- somebody's lapel, like <laughs> all of my knowledge is just That's null and void. I mean, so, it hasn't happened to me yet, but we'll see. No, me either. Um, and thank heavens that, uh, it hasn't. And, Honestly, I'm very thankful that I've spent so many years training jujitsu because, um, if it ever does, I feel like, uh, I feel like I, I would at least be able to survive. Yeah. And that's, that's really, that's, it definitely, it definitely gives you the confidence, you know, whether you feel it or not, sometimes it just hits me. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know some shit, you know, (laughs) it's like, When you're in it, you you sometimes forget about the knowledge you have and that self-confidence that comes with it. It just comes with it sometimes, you know? I mean, if you're, it's not even, it's not even out of being cocky or anything or being, you know, anything like that. It's just, I try to explain that to people that don't do jujitsu. I'm like, well, this is what happened if this guy would have done this. I have a business, so sometimes we get sketchy people in there or something. And I do worry about some of my employees sometimes with that. Um but it's, it's a, you know, anytime you have a business there, you're going to get all walks of life public coming in. So, you know, it, it might just be some crazy person that, or, or I say crazy person, but we have had crazy people in there. It could be some homeless person or somebody that's not mentally fit. They come in and I've had to handle some situations where I kind of force people out, never, never physical or anything, but that's a scary situation for someone that's not trained. Yeah. Like my employees or, or who's a young female or something. Yeah. But then I try to explain like, this is what jujitsu that cause to them, that might've been a scary person. But to me, it's like, I, I, I wrestle tougher guys every morning. Yeah. Like there's what, what is this guy going to do? And then I'll explain, this is what would have happened to this guy, you know? And that's not out of being cocky. That's just being so confident because you do it all the time. That's what yeah. I always tell people. You're always wrestling people on the ground. Like good luck fighting someone that, you know, unless they're skilled too, they're just not going to have the skin or they're outweighing you by some crazy amount. But even if you know any jujitsu, you can stay away from that, yeah. figure it out. But, um, so, I mean, what I have, I, I don't ever have to, I, I've never had to like use that, but that confidence comes in, you know, that confidence of the training and the knowledge and the, the years and hours on the mats, um, and I'll, I'll tell you even like a little story that happened to me a couple months ago. I was at the, I was at my strength gym, which, um, strength and conditioning doing some, just going to the gym one morning and I see my buddy there who is one of my best friends. And he's, we've both been going to that gym for a long time and he's, he's over on this machine and I, I pull out my phone and I was just, I knew he was over there and he was kind of around the corner. Right. So I was just, I pull out my phone. I was going to just like film. I walk around the corner. I'm filming him and surprise. He never had signed. He didn't know I was there. So, and it worked perfect. I, I walked around the corner. I was filming him as he was like, I think he was on like the uh, aerodyne bike and he looks up like perfect timing. It was just a perfect video. And, you know, he's like shocked to see me, but I'm also filming him just something funny. Right. No big deal. Not a big deal at all. So I go and I say, what's up? Let him, I didn't even interrupt his workout. I just walked away. I was kind of just being like, you know, it was going to be like one of those gym guys that puts stuff on social media. I was going to send it to him and just get a laugh out of it. A couple minutes later, this guy comes up to me um, and I'm like, I don't know. I was over lifting in the middle of a lift. I done with my set. He comes up to me and 
It's one of these guys, he's like, he's bigger than me. I mean, I'm six one, two. You're not a small, right now. You're not a small, small gentleman. And in the gym, I'm all pumped. I'm working out, you know, this dude comes up to me. He's a little bit bigger than me, but he's like, uh, he's fat buff and he's, he's older than me. So he's an old dude. He's probably like in his fifties, but he's one of these dudes. He's got full sweats on full sweat shirt. Like it looked like he had like five sweatshirts on. I don't know if you've ever seen these type of guys in the gym, but like he's got everything, knee pads, knee wraps, uh, elbow wraps. Like this dude's been oh, lifting yeah. forever, but he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's big. He's fat. That's what we call fat buff. So this guy comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing with that film? What do you, and he's just right in my face. And I was like, I was totally put about uh, this set of back, backbite. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do we got? What's going on here? Like right in the, I have my earphones in. I was lifting. He comes right up to me. Uh, what are you doing with that? That, what are you recording? And I was like shocked by, it. I was like, my, I'm recording my friend over there. And by this time, my friend sees this guy come up to me because the guy was over by him. He walks past my buddy, comes up to me. So my buddy comes right up after him. Like my buddy's got my back. This guy's going to start some shit. So and meanwhile, I was like, kind of like, what the hell's going on here? So he, he comes up and he's just like, well, uh, you know, I'm on, a, I'm on a special FBI task force and I don't appreciate, you know, we have, I, I deal in, in, with drug dealers and, you know, I don't want anyone filming me or anything like that. And, you know, so I'm, and it was just, it was so ridiculous, dude. Honestly, it was like, sounds like a load of baloney too. Totally. Well, it, this is, it gets better. So yes, he goes through, he goes, (laughs) he goes through the, the whole spiel and he's like trying to be intimidating. Right. And I was just like being cool, but that little part, like that is, I really registered with me without after today, after that day. Cause I was like, I I was so calm in the moment. Like I was not only was I calm, I was like already planning like what I was going to do to this guy. Honestly, like I had it all in my head at that time. I was like so confident in that moment where before jujitsu, honestly, I, I would have, I might've thought I was tough or something, but I was, I, I didn't have the, I wouldn't have known it's at that point. It's just like a scrap, like, yeah, you know, but these, I was like articulating in my head exactly how I was going to just do an arm drag and come around the back and choke this guy. You know, it was just like, and you know, the whole FBI thing, he, he just didn't, first of all, he just didn't look the part. He's always got a, like a sun kiss wrestling sweatshirt on so i don't know if he's i guess he's like a wrestling coach somewhere or something turn come to find out he goes through this whole thing i'm like hey i was just filming my buddy there i even showed him that i had no problem i pulled up my phone I'm like see this right here and the guy was behind my friend by like 50 feet by the way like way in the back the guy wasn't even on the camera okay so i was like nope no problem and he's like yeah and he just kept like he was just a dick about it he kept like ins- like insinuating you know i'm you know, because, uh, this is what, you know, and I, th- that's what made me think like, he's kind of full of shit. Cause he kept trying to tell his story, like how he was. So it come a couple days go by and I'm back at the gym. I, so this guy, he just, so that it's like a, an inside joke between me and my buddy for like a few days, you know, it was just, we just text each other and joke about this guy. <laughs> and a couple few days later, I'm at the gym, just doing my thing. And he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, Hey man, I just, I just really want to, I just really want to, you know, apologize for the way I came off, you know, and, you know, I have tattoos too, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not like just this buttoned up guy. And like, he just weird, like the way he was saying, I was like, Oh my God, what is going on here? So I was just being nice to the guy. I'm like, Hey, no big deal. I didn't think any, like, cause he knew I wasn't intimidated. In fact, I was like, when he walked off the first time, me and my friend were just looking at each other, like, what the fuck? Like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. You know? It was like a joke. And I think he felt that out of me. Like he didn't, I didn't, he didn't scare me at all, you know, or nothing, but he's like a big intimidating dude to most people, you know? Anyway. So then I'm being nice to him. I'm like, Oh really? So yeah. Tell me about this. I just started asking him. Mm-hmm. Well, actually I'm not with the FBI. I'm, um, I'm actually with the Pima County. Sh- I shouldn't have said that, but I'm with the Pima <laughs> County Sheriff's Department or some shit. I don't even know what it was, honestly. And he's like, we we were assigned a special task force. Like it it became this thing where he was first an FBI guy. Yeah. And then it became this thing where he was 
literally like the FBI inquired about a case with the county or something, or they were on some case, something like that. But it was just like, but that alone, it kind of showed like those type of people are out there. Like that ego, that guy's ego, he just, he needed it to be inflated. You know, he's just, just, that's the guy he's got to be the Mr. Tough guy walking around the gym and no one's going to mess with them. And to go out of his way to say something like that to me, and it wasn't like unwarranted. It's like, so, I mean, my point to the story is, is like in the moment I was super calm. I mean, yeah, I, it could have riled somebody up, honestly. That's, and that's exactly what I was going to say that, that is a, you get to one of those critical moments where it's, you know, you were, you had training, you had been in moments like that before you were calm, but from take like a, somebody who's not trained that, that is a moment where in order to, it can get escalated really quickly right. because of, uh, insecurity or, yep. um, whatever both, else, one or both sides, one or yeah. both sides. And so it, anybody it's it's at that critical piece where any sort of escalation on either body either part is going to be the spark that sets off the fire and then it's it's game on and so if it's not handled and if you don't have confidence to be like hey you know kind of how you handled it or uh not necessarily back down but also to just display confidence and be cool and collect that's and it. just handle the handle the situation then um isn't it, that what it's all about and that's exactly what like, it's all about exactly that's what it's all about diffuse the situation you want the best self-defense get out of there yeah <laughs> get out of the situation don't let that escalate or if you're in a situation that's already escalated run yeah you know you're not going to sit there and engage people if you don't have to that's ridiculous and especially in these times you know you don't know what the it's sketchy out there so you have to everything has to be calculated in these, you know, and obviously that doesn't make me some, Oh, it's never going to happen to me. What if a guy comes tomorrow and pulls a gun on some convenience store guy that I'm sitting, standing right next to what the hell do you do or pulls a gun on me? Yeah. You know, um, which happened to me before. That's a story. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's something about that. That is like, I don't know. I mean, especially when there's a weapon involved, it's like a life or death situation. I I don't think like, man, it could only help if you're in some kind of um, mode where you have that kind of level-headedness, you know, because it's, it can be, it can, I've seen, I mean, I know people have been in confrontations obviously my whole life. So it's just, I've seen them. I've been in them myself. So that that was just one thing that happened to me recently where I'm like, hmm, that's a little little benefit to having some confidence in jujitsu. It's like this guy, especially because I, I I didn't do anything, you know, I wasn't yeah. doing anything wrong. So, yeah, the, you know, that's that's what all these things you see it and you see it in the military. Their whole thing is to just increase the stress, increase the stress, increase the stress, um, and train people how to handle the stress appropriately, how to get out of these situations, how to handle high stress environments. And, uh, you know, not everybody goes into the military, not everybody goes into the police force, not everybody goes into whatever it is. Jujitsu is the exact same where, uh, it is it's actually pretty cool that it it is available to the public it's available for people to walk in the doors tomorrow or tonight mm-hmm. and start start their journey and yeah. start getting uh the skills and start increase you know you start off as a white belt the the pressure you know the pressure starts when you walk in the door that's a tough that's a tough step to make just walking in the doors and you get in there, you start learning the basics. That's that's your a little bit of pressure. And then you start rolling full time with people, a little bit more pressure. Then you get your blue belt. And that like we've talked about in the past, the upper belts start they start going a little bit harder. The white belts are bringing on a little bit more pressure. 
And so that it just, as you get better and better, it, it, it escalates in terms of how much you can handle the, the complexity of the situations that you can handle. Yeah. Um, and you just get better at it. And, uh, that way if just to hammer this thing home that way, whenever things happen, if God forbid something happens in your personal life where you're in a situation where you have to uh, defend yourself, you can defuse it. You can be confident that, you know, that you can defend yourself and hopefully not have to. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, um, yeah, that was, it's just been a crazy week, man, with, uh, it's just been a crazy week. It was interesting that I just had two boom, boom, self-defense situations pop up that I was like, I just, just very strange timing. You know, you know how things in my, in my business, a lot of times it's very strange how this stuff happens. I'll get like new people and I'll get like a bunch, like I'll get a whole bunch of people that have shoulder issues, like right in a row. I'll get a whole bunch of, I'll get, I'll get like a whole bunch of people that have knee pain. I'll get, and it's, I mean, it, it's like, that's weird. It's very weird. It's cycles. And so now this whole thing is, uh, I've had boom, boom in the last, just the last week, two self-defense situations pop up. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's good that the girl is starting jujitsu. Oh, it's great. I, that's what I told her. I was like, you're making a great decision for yourself and your whole family. Yeah. So even if she goes for several months, you know, yeah. or whatever, it's going to be consistent training. That's going to help her at least a little bit. So if she sticks with it. It's going to help her a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's, uh, you know, being a, being a woman, especially, uh, you, there's, there's creeps out there, you know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. know, you know, I always, I tell the the ladies in my, in my life is, you know, give them just some basics on not getting into those situations. That's number one, you know, self-defense is being aware of your surroundings. Number one, don't put yourself in stupid situations, you know, but you know, um, things happen and you just hope, hope for the best. And, but I think, I think you, if you can get people training, that's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, they gotta be consistent about it, you know? And the one thing, the one thing is, is everyone that trains jujitsu for a while knows some self-defense. Yes. That's kind of the point you got to hit home. It's like, just because you're not at some self-defense oriented school, you're not going through scenarios. It doesn't mean you're not going to know what to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so all situations are different, but it'd be nice to uh, be able to like, translate that knowledge and i think in, with technology maybe that'll come faster for all of us in terms of i think i think the next generations are going to have so much technology to help teach things faster yeah honestly like with virtual reality and stuff i mean i just just it's got to be common that type of thing would be you know if someone doesn't have the time or wherewithal to be able to go to jujitsu training for jujitsu schools don't want to hear this but it's it's not going to take place of, but at least those types of things can put you in scenarios that'll that'll train you or your mind, and, yeah. and that type of thing, you know. And and honestly, just train you. And period, virtual reality, they're they're going to get to a point where you can. It's going to be crazy. Oh, like, dude, I know. There might be a day when you can literally grapple in virtual reality and stuff. I know. Like, they've I've heard they're doing some un- unbelievable stuff right now in that world. So. Yeah, I mean the military. Whether we're, here, uses, whether we're here for it or not, it's going to be coming. So, yeah. military is already using a lot of that AI type stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and you know the cool the cool thing that I think is, um, self defense draws a lot of new people in, and mm-hmm. then they, f- and they find so much more. Right, and that is like really amazing that there it's it's so much more than self-defense but people uh one way or another feel vulnerable enough to where they're going to come into the jujitsu doors and then they find something else that is that they didn't necessarily know they were missing yeah and they find it and i think that is just so amazing 
I think it's such an amazing sport, such an amazing experience. Um, People really relate to each other within the community because it's, it's so damn difficult. Yeah. That's one of the things is you just have this bond with other people that are putting yourselves through this, you know, it's, there's a lot easier things you can be doing out there. That's and for maybe, sure. Maybe some people think there's funner stuff too, but for me, it just, it's just such an all around great aspect of my life. You know, it's, it's fun. It's challenging mentally, physically, you know, everything we're talking about here, it has this added benefit of being able to defend yourself or being familiar in those situations. You know, there's all these different benefits, you know, the mindset huge. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lifestyle for sure. And obviously the people that are listening to this podcast are probably in that lifestyle or just getting started in it. And uh, I can, I can attest if you give yourself up to it and you uh, embrace it and embrace your community and be involved with jujitsu in the community as a whole, it'll be much more rewarding. You know, every, obviously everyone has their own experiences, but for me, I I'm the type, I have to dive right into it. Um, and that doesn't mean that I'm, doing it any more than other people. There's people that live on the mats, you yeah. know, and this is their career and their life. That's another, le- another level. But for what I do, this works for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it has so many positive benefits and self-defense part. It's almost, and that's how we started it out today. It's almost like the overlooked aspect. It really it is. Yeah. yeah. It really is. But that's it. That's what happens in the end is that you become that you can defend yourself. I mean, you become tougher in that way. So. Yeah, man, it's, uh, you want to hear about my, you want to hear about my, uh, getting the gun pulled on me story. Oh dude, I would love to hear that. So this is when I was a young man, like a teenager, but, uh, back in those days, sound like an old man. There wasn't like, uh, to have a gun at a party or something or to see guns, and this is in the, in probably in the early nineties, it wasn't very common. Like where I grew up in Mesa, Arizona. So, um, that wasn't so common. You have to hear about guns, at a party or you get shots here. And I don't know how common it is now. I'm not saying that I'm just saying back in, this was very uncommon to have somebody have pulled a gun, but we were at a desert party and, um, in the desert party, I mean, for people that don't live in Arizona, you used to just go literally drive out to the desert, a open spot of desert. Somebody would build a bonfire and that's where it was. And you just a big clearing and there'd be kegs out there and people getting drunk and messed up and fights break out and craziness, you know? And my buddy, uh, I hear him like, uh, kind of calling my name. I, I this story probably gets better as it goes. I've told it a bunch of times, so I'm <laughs> forgive me if my friends are listening and it doesn't it's, didn't doesn't know this check down out. this way. But yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. No, I mean to my to my recollection, this is what I mean. No, it, it actually happened this way to some extent because we, I've talked about it with people who are there. So um, this guy and mind you, these are all kids, right? This all nineteen, probably eighteen, nineteen year olds and younger, you know. 20 young, 20 and younger. And I go up and so big desert party, hundreds of people, probably hundred people, whatever, a lot of people all around bonfire, big time, big time party. And this guy comes, I, as soon as I walk up on the situation, it was this guy and my friend, as soon as I walk up, it was like perfect timing. This guy pulls a gun out of his waistband and points it straight in the air. So he's got it pointed straight up. And I, and by this time I'm up in his face. So we're literally two feet away from three, two, three feet away from each other. And he pulls the gun out. Everyone runs. It disperses. Like you drop a water in a, in a pond and poop. And that's how it was. Everyone just went straight out. Like it became this giant circle of people where everyone was in one bunch, except for me and this guy. It was like a, it was like a movie. I'm not joking. It was, I felt like I was in a movie and I was scared and I was like, but I didn't want to run. I remember in that, in that instant, because he pointed it straight up and I didn't, I have no idea who this, and by the way, I didn't know who this person was. Like I rec- I knew a lot of people at the party. It was a lot of my friends and, but there was people that from other schools, I didn't know who this person was. He looked a little older. I don't know. Taller guy than me, bigger guy. Um, but I just remember in that moment, I was like, 
I am not getting shot in the back. Like I did not want to run. I, if I had turned around, I was, I didn't know who this person was. So I was like, and mind you, I wasn't trained. I didn't take any training or anything. I mean, I had gotten in some fights or scraps and mostly stupid stuff that I really didn't know what I was doing, you know? So it's just me and this guy, the whole party is like on this huge circle now and everyone's looking in. It was like a movie, I swear to God. So, and I'm just like, and I literally said to him after like, I don't even remember how long it was, seconds, whatever. I'm just looking at him like, what are you going to do now? And that's exactly what I said to him. And right at that time, like everything was very tense. And I remember this guy, he wasn't really great friends with me. I knew him as an acquaintance, but he was like two, he knew my, my older stepbrother. He was a couple years older than us, two, three years older. But he was like, he was this guy that would always beat everyone's ass. There's just these guys and like, some guys can fight. I don't know. Like yeah. that's how it was in yeah, high school. Sure. Like there was like three or four yeah, people that you didn't mess with because yep. they would beat your ass. And yep. that's, this was one of these guys. He'd just grown up fighting in his household. Like this guy was tough. This guy comes up. I remember feeling a, a sigh of relief because I was just like, what the hell? And so at this, at this time, the guy's still pointing the gun out up, mind you. Now a couple people trickle back and they're like trying to defuse the situation. And right at that time, this guy walks up that I know and he goes, Hey, Paul, is this the guy? And that's all he said. And I go, and like, he didn't know he knew he, the guy was, and he just kind of, it was like his way of just like getting into the situation. He's like this guy right here. And I'm like, yeah, right. When I said that, he just cold clocked this guy, just knocks this guy out. The guy's gun, like, literally the guy was like, had the gun, just cracks this guy. And as he's, I only found this out later because as he's going down, I managed to kick him. Because when I got home that night, I had vans on, low top vans, and my ankle was just like a bowling ball. <laughs> and my mom, I'm, I still lived at home. And my mom was like, what in the hell happened to you? And because my ankle is like, well, I got a gun pulled on me and my, I'm okay. And she's just flipping out. My ankle busting. I didn't even know how I did the ankle thing. And like, it, it was because I found out later before the guy even dropped, like he, he got, let's just say this guy got he got beat up pretty bad. Like once that guy dropped yeah. him, like he was getting kicked and oh, yeah. this guy was in the wrong party. Like that was like, I mean, everyone wanted to kill this guy. It's like, you just yeah. ruined our whole night with this stupid shit. Anyway, yeah. that was the story. But that, that alone was out of fear. Like I just was like, I was trying to be confident, but I was, it was very scary. I won't lie. Like that was, I'll never forget that night. And I kind of joke about it and tell the story all the time, but in the moment, dude, I was terrified. I was just like, it's because someone that's willing to do that has got to be like, first of all, I didn't know anyone that even carried a gun, nothing like that. So this kid's got this gun at this party. I'm like, oh my God. But so having said that, we got the best of him that night. He got the, his ass beat and he disappeared, but that scared me, you know? And it scared me oh, for a did. while after that too, because that night immediately everyone wanted to, everyone started partying again. I was like, we are leaving. We are leaving. I don't know where this yeah. guy is. He might be out in the dark of the desert right now. And I was always, I was always very smart about that, at least where I was like a thinker like that. I'm like, this guy's coming back for more, or he's going to come back and try to get revenge. But even for weeks after that, I was like watching my back and I didn't, you know, I didn't know this guy. So I was, it was scary, man. All the more reason to like have that. You just don't, you never know, you know? I mean, that was a long time never, ago, but do. that could happen anywhere with somebody that's unstable or now it's anyway, anytime now, especially there's tons of guns out there or weapons yeah. of any sort, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's humbling. I, I've got a few interesting moments. I. I mean, I've got a lot of interesting moments just based on my military experience. I can imagine. You um, get like, that's where I, I've always, I mean, I have so much respect for you and anyone that's in the military, but I, I, I can only, like, I've never been in those situations except for something like that, where it literally gave me kind of like, and I'm not disrespecting anyone with major PTSD, but it was like so traumatic. It was very stressful oh, time yeah. for me. Like, and I was a kid. Yeah. And that was never, that never, something like that never happened to me, but yeah, I was just thanking God. And so I can only imagine, I mean, that's just, that's just a story that I, you know, I don't sit there and think about it all the time, but it's like, you just never know, man. I'm, I'm so much happier now that I feel like now I would, even in that situation, 
right now. You have to think about that. Like if something like that happens, what are you going to do? Are you going to freeze? Are you going to, now I feel like I'm much more confident in what I would do. But even then it's a dangerous situation. So it's better to be trained than not. Yeah. It's 100% to be trained than not. Even, you know, we did a lot of workout when I went on, went on deployment, we did, we had a little bit of a workup and, um, you know, but you can't, you can't train for, uh, there's always so much range time that you can get to prepare you for when it's a two way street where you're not, you're not the only one that's got a gun. That's crazy. And, you know, so I remember the, I, I remember the first time I got shot at and I, I mean, my, I felt like my stomach just went right into my, Oh my sunk God, I can't right in, into my that. feet. And I, cause you hear it, you hear the crack go right by you. And, and it was like, Oh, like it became real. And wow. I think that's why, um, jujitsu, why I, I really resonated with jujitsu so much is because it, it was like, I felt even with as much prep that we had had, which it actually wasn't a ton considering all the things that we ended up doing, but it actually wasn't a ton at all. But I was, I felt so exposed. I felt so vulnerable. And so when I, I was like, man, I've got to, I've got to keep refining my martial arts skills. I have mm-hmm. to keep, ref- I have to keep ready because that, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever going, I'm not going back overseas or anything like that, but it's like, uh, and, and we were in somebody else's neighborhood, you know, but man, it was, it was like, I never want to feel, uh, I never want to feel completely unprepared. That vulnerability. That yeah. vulnerability to where I just am like, oh my gosh, yeah. like. It's a life skill you that know, you need, you know? Or that it is you a might life not know you need, but it benefits us all. I mean, Mr. Jiu-Jitsu online and social media, if you follow him. Yeah. He's, I love that guy because he just like, he gives everybody so much shit about the parents, about not training or not protecting their children. And he does it in such a mean way, but it's, it's funny because he, you know, he's just making fun of them, but people get offended, but not if you train, cause you know what he's talking about. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, it's just, he's got so many great ones, but he really has turned a lot of people onto that jujitsu side too. He's like a, he's just such a champion for jujitsu and, and the, and honestly the self-defense benefit of it, you know, he's always talking to the, the regular mom or dad that's not training or that they're in his terms, you know, they're the guy or gal that is eating chips and soda on, you know, you can't even take care of your health. How are you going to take care of your kid, you know, in a situation and, He's, he's right about this stuff. He's right. Yeah, he's he's right. absolutely right. You know, there's yeah. a video of this video pissed me off, but it, it was one of like, I don't know if you saw, it was like an ice cream truck or something on a boardwalk. I can't remember exactly, but this guy literally was like accosting this guy's kid right in front of him, right in the line. I can't remember, but there are people out there that are just so mentally disturbed. You might get in some situation where they, people will literally try to abduct your kid or, or assault them in front of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you don't know the seriousness or you don't know how you would act otherwise, you know, unless you're doing, and that's his whole point. So he uses these kind of scare tactics for the, the lay person that might not train. It's, you got to take it, you know, I, I applaud that, you know, it's like any way you can get people out and, you know, sometimes they need to be told right up front in their face. Like, this is the reality we live in today. So, um, don't be caught off guard and don't be disappointed if, you know, or shocked that these things can happen to you, you know, especially yeah. if you're, if you're not even someone that's physical that can't protect your children or something, you know, but much less know a martial art, but, um, that, that's a, yeah, that's just a great guy to, I like to wrap things up that he's a motivator for this type of thing. You know, it's like getting people off the couch, even if it's just for your protection of your family and your loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, I saw one where it was like it was uh a dad, a mom, and maybe an older lady uh and then the one of the the parent or the parents little their I think it was a daughter. Mm-hmm. 
and they were sitting out on a balcony of a restaurant and it was like it was camera footage and you see this guy running he jumps over the fence and snatches this little girl's arm and tries to like yeah i saw that one and have you seen this Mm -hmm. one and the dad like takes his back and just like puts puts both hooks in and puts him right to bed yeah it's like that (laughs) is what's up that is what's up yeah so I love those. Those are the much better. I like those videos of the cops knowing what they're doing much more than the ones that aren't. Unfortunately, there's not as many, whether it's the cop or the dad or whatever. The one I saw was the same thing. It was, it was really creepy one. Actually, it was this guy that was, um, he was like at a little concession stand with his kid and the kid was kind of behind him. He was paying. And the guy behind the kid was like touching the kid, like touching him, like poking at him and like, and the guy turns around. He's like, don't, don't touch my kid. What are you doing? And then he starts paying again. The guy does it again. He's like, what is going on here? But like that dad was in the, he was aware of the situation. He started getting the, but I think I can't remember how it ended. I don't know if, I don't know that the dad did much. Like, I think they got an altercation and it wasn't pretty because the dad didn't know how to fight. It was kind of sad in that mm-hmm. way. But yeah, the point is, man, that's something that we all benefit from without even have to think about it. Yeah, We're not sitting here thinking about, oh, every day I'm going to work and I got to think about my self-defense in case something happens. That's not how it is. No. What's going to happen is going to surprise you. And you, whether you're surprised or not by your own skills, it's going to happen. You're, you're going to, you know, unless it's something so crazy and violent that you just freak out and you're just in shock, that can happen too. But it's like I said before, it's better, better to be trained than not, you know, in those situations, right. you're going to have a calm head and you know, your, your training is going to take it's over. It's going to take over for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. On that note, well, everybody get out there and train some jujitsu because as a result, you're going to have great self-defense and clarity, clarity, hopefully some clarity in the moment. Going to get some training in this week, Wes. Uh, yeah, I'll be getting some training in this week. So I'm pumped. Awesome, buddy. Well, we'll see everyone next week. Have a good week. Yep. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear training gear check them out rollunion.com follow on instagram at rollunion thanks again for listening everyone and we will see you next time